did you become a mental health first aider? Well, I suppose my journey into the interest in mental health and well-being started over 20 years ago when I became a Samaritan. And I was a Samaritan for a number of years and it was a really interesting and rewarding experience which I did for many years the day shift the night shift they're there 24 7 as well as people dropping into the center in Cambridge uh, and that I that really sort of piqued my interest in mental health and well-being to provide that support for people in a non-judgmental way I've been in the world of education since graduating as a qualified teacher um, and now I work also as a local authority uh, improvement advisor and through my work in working with schools I do a lot of bespoke support when I work with people and was interested in the impact that people's mindset and mental health and well-being have on their jobs and so I became um, really quite passionate about supporting how people feel both in their professional life and also their personal life, which led me to look into qualifications to enhance my own skills. And so first of all, I trained myself as an adult mental health first aider. It's a two day course, a really full intensive two days, absolutely fascinating. I learned so much and was really excited about it. And so much so that I thought with my background in teaching that this could be another avenue for me. So alongside uh, all the other things I do, I decided to train as an instructor, which is quite a long pro process, quite rightly so, um, and accredited by the Royal Society for Public Health. And I've been doing that for nearly three years now, uh, independently. Really, really interesting, working with open groups, i.e. anybody can book onto those courses, but also closed groups for particular organisations or businesses or sectors. Mental health has got to be treated the way physical health is treated. And I get the impression that still in this day and age that it's an elephant in the room and people do not know how to handle when other people are going through some some terrible times what would you say to anyone who is thinking about becoming a mental health first aider but is not sure and taking that leap to do something about it mm. well as you quite rightly say uh, everybody has got mental health everybody's got physical health and everyone's got mental health there have been leaps and bounds of progress in terms of raising the profile trying to reduce stigma and discrimination but there's still quite a lot to do and that's why having that passion to to move that forward and spread that as far and wide is is so very important i think when people consider mental health first aid they might be a little bit worried that they have to solve everybody's problems but if you look at the parallel with physical first aid Nobody asks a physical first aider to uh, lead open heart surgery or to fix a broken leg. Mm -hmm. What they do is they're their that first point of contact. So mental health first aid doesn't teach you to be a therapist. It doesn't teach you to be a counsellor, but it does teach you to listen and reassure and respond 
over time or even in a crisis. Yeah. Can anyone do this? Yes, absolutely. It's for en- the adult mental health first aid course is for anybody over the age of 16. What we always say is that people have got to be in the right place to want to do it. It's not the sort of thing that somebody should be made to do. And knowing ourselves and our own capabilities and capacity is also quite important. Because if you think of some of the subject content, particularly of the full two-day course there are some highly emotive and possibly personally sensitive issues that people if they're not in a right the right place might struggle to listen to or to deal with at that particular time and it might mean that they're ready another time to do it so for example we cover the areas of depression and anxiety and of course depression is one of the worldwide leading causes of disability and a major uh, contributor to suicide. We do talk about suicide itself and of course the the 10th of September is World Suicide Awareness Day so it provides some information about how to talk about suicide and suicidal thoughts with people but we also talk about psychosis and eating disorders and a whole range of different ways of listening with a little bit of talking to other people. The difference between a first aider for physical health and a first aider for mental health are literally finding yourself in a situation where you need help mentally. Where where would you go for this? Okay, so the mental health first aider who's done that full two-day course will have um, a system and approach which they can use as the backbone of how they support somebody in a crisis in terms of how to approach and assess and assist the person, but clearly not to diagnose them because a two-day course doesn't qualify you to be um, something that people train and qualify for four, five, six years um, to do. But then it allows you to be that first point of call and support without panicking, without worrying, without getting um, overly upset about it and being a a, a non-judgmental, supportive listening ear, but also enabling that person to seek the support that they might need immediately in a crisis, which could be going to the GP, it could be um, going to the hospital, an accident emergency, it could be contacting somebody who is already their support, somebody already in the mental health services, or a family or a friend um, who they already have a really good relationship with and who provides that good support for them already. Do you do mental health first aiders? Do they work sometimes closely with physical first aiders? Well, it's interesting you should say that because what we do as mental health first aiders is our one of our first port of call to signpost to is the GP. And the reason for that is the GP is in the best place to look at both the physical symptoms that a person may be um, demonstrating, but also any uh, emotional or behavioral signs and symptoms. And they can be really, really linked. It might be that something going on in the mind 
is manifesting itself through physical signs and symptoms. Similarly, people going through a physical illness, um, there might be an impact on their mental health. And so actually going to the GP, who is that qualified professional, who can look at both of those things, is a brilliant place to start. How do you um, let people know, especially schools and students, are worried about COVID and transmission? How are you able to get people to know that you guys are around? Mm. Um, so there's, there's a lot of awareness raising to do here. And what I always say to people um, is we can only do what we can do, but we must play our part however small it is. So mental health first aiders in the workplace um, should be clearly communicated by the organisation. Mental health first aiders who are our neighbours or our friends don't necessarily go round with a, a, a badge on them, um, although they might do, um, but it's about that discussion. And I have found anecdotally that the more I talk about it, the more people talk to me. Pandemics or catastrophes bring on different perspectives. And you were saying earlier about stigma in the room. Um, but because of lockdown, it has brought anxiety right to the forefront, hasn't it? So we, we've almost been, we've had to deal with it. Sometimes we put it away somewhere, but this has been the moment, hasn't it? So it, it, there's been a whole range of responses, as you would expect to any uh, catastrophe, as you describe, or a pandemic. And it's, I think it's quite interesting to reflect on the fact that there will be some people who had pre-existing mental health issues where this has maybe magnified them. Mm. There will be other people who have developed maybe some form of, of anxiety through this period and continue to have so. And there are also other people who have not been affected in a detrimental way. And there's a whole range of different people out there. And I think what we do as mental health first aiders and what I teach on my courses is to take everybody as they are. Yeah. Exactly. And not, not to make assumptions that you must be feeling like this or everybody feels like this. It's just about saying, how are you? Yes. And, and that very simple question of how are you, which I think many people ask to many different other people in a day, it can be very loaded if you actually give it time and if you are able to listen to what the person really wants to say in response to it. Yeah. So I'm not undermining the impact of, of COVID-19 in any way, shape or form. And there are lots of support networks out there for people experiencing a whole raft of signs and symptoms. But it is about starting from where the person actually is. Yeah. And, you know, just by listening to you there, Juliet, it's made me realise, I wonder if this particular course or the courses and the one-to-ones that you offer I wonder if at some stage this should be introduced into schools. Um, allowing people to, to, to see what's on the course and to recognise 
how to help your friends, your relatives when it comes to mental health. So the course, I think, will be fantastic for younger generation moving, you know, getting older and recognising that it's okay to talk about mental health and to understand or recognise a friend who's going through it or a relative or someone who has going through grief or suicidal. That for me is quite fundamental and, you know, it just sounds like everyone should know about what you're teaching yes and and it's it becomes a bit of a a, a cause eventually um i i know a lot about um schools and and i know that there's a there is a, a good amount of work going in to support mental health and well-being of the students and the pupils in those schools i've got a particular passion for supporting the adults who work in those schools. So my philosophy around that is looking after the people who we're asking to look after our children. I mean, it does. It to me, it sounds. Um, it's not. I can't. Not, the right word is not exciting. I don't want to say that because it is exciting in the sense that we're getting to understand mental health. So yes, it is. But it sounds. I don't want it to demean anything about mental health because it's very important to recognise that. But it's. It's good that we can talk about it more. But Juliet, thank you so much indeed. 